on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Bob Brainerd. It was one of those, that's more like it, baseball games in Pittsburgh, PA tonight as the Brewers bounce back from a loss last night in Pittsburgh, PA, and in the process snap a mini two-game losing skid. 7-3 the final, Milwaukee over Pittsburgh, so the even the series, the three-game series, at a game apiece. Welcome to Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Bob Brainerd, in for Dom on a Tuesday night. The show is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. Join tonight... By former Milwaukee Brewer third baseman back in the day, Jeff Sorello. And Jeff, don't you like it when you get to talk to me because the team wins when you talk to me. I don't know what you and Dom had to rehash last night, but we got a 7-3 win to talk about tonight, my friend. Well, it's a lot easier. Uh, you know, Dom sometimes has the skies falling, but I think that, uh, I think it's because he takes a lot of fire online because he's always on, on the Twitter and or on the X, excuse me. And uh, so he, he has to settle some people. So, um, but it is nice that they got to win. And, you know, like I said to Dom many times, uh, the Brewers are, you know, it's hard for them to have a losing streak based on the pitching that they go out there every night with on the mound. Yeah, certainly. By the way, thanks for the reminder, Rillo. Uh, 855-616-1620. That's the talk and text line if you want to chime in. Talk about it. Not, not much to complain about tonight. So you can talk to myself or Jeff on this one. We'll get to the pitching uh, because Brandon Woodruff was very good tonight in a moment, Jeff. But I look at this box score, and I've seen this version of the Brewers box score before. You've got everybody, with the exception of, let's see, Yelich and Contreras did not have a base hit, neither did Adamas, but they spread around seven base hits. Everybody had a hit, a single base hit, except for Freelich, who had two. That that seems to be a recipe that when everyone just kind of chips in instead of one guy having a monster three for four, four for four night, when they do this, Jeff, when the box score looks like this, they seem to have really good balance and they're in a good place. Well, I think that you can't um, underestimate or undervalue the fact that when Santana kind of came through the door, the bats went when when um, the bats got a little bit better, right? You have this this veteran approach. They come in. And especially with Santana, I saw him last year with the Mariners, you know, having a down season. And then he lights lights a fire. He's hitting the middle of the order there. He's a threat. He works the counts. Uh, The batting average might not be great, but he's always going to work the counts. And Ken is doing the same thing as well. And you you see it, right? You can see it in the fact that, you know, a lot of times this season with the Brewers, it's been, you know, two runs here, maybe a home run there. And and not not just an explosive offense, but now you're seeing – ability to kind of move the line and then pass the baton and whatever cliche you want to say but they're they're working counts tonight again like what they have six walks again tonight so um they're they're doing a good job yeah that five uh, that six run fifth inning that milwaukee that had tonight in pittsburgh really put the game away and jeff twofold in getting those six runs you talked about the patience and working counts they did that and then you had once once you put guys on base you had guys strike Pittsburgh, you put the pressure on them. They made things happen. But that all starts with that patience at the plate, doesn't it? It, it is. And, and then Woodruff doesn't, doesn't give him a chance, right? And Burns last night, I mean, granted, he, he gave a few a few balls and, and, and some the pitches that hung. You know, some days, you know, hitters missed them. Last night, they, they got him and they hit some home runs. But tonight, you see, again, just the line. It's like, you know, two walks. You know, last night was zero walks. And tonight, the Brewers had six walks to eight strikeouts. So, like you said, you know, and those walks are four pitches and just kind of keeps the line moving. 
when when this uh, the situation like that fifth inning, Jeff, do do hitters and when I when I say hitters like collectively, do, do you see something? Does a does a pitching coach or someone in the dugout see something? And then maybe make a note and say, "Hey guys, let's be patient. You know, maybe he's going to miss the strike zone here, second, third time through. Is there like a concerted effort to be more patient at the plate sometimes? And then maybe you see things like the Brewers produced in the fifth tonight. No, I mean that's why that's why the the Brewers starting pitching is so great, right? Because they can go through those lineups two, three times. Uh, the difference between a, a major league starter is that, that ability to kind of go multiple times through the order and, and big league hitters." They make adjustments, right? In that fourth inning, they drew three straight walks. You know, the ability to take a walk, right? The the thing they preach it, but you know, sometimes it's hard to find players that are willing to take walks. And um, and so second time through the order, you know, Jackson was human, right? And it was more that that it was a self implosion on him, and just he he was able to put the Brewers in good positions to get runs. Why, why is it, Chip? Why is it so hard for major league players? To take walks. I mean, is is it as simple as everybody wants to be the hero? They want to they want to have you know bat make contact with ball and they, they want to hit it out over the fence or driving a bunch of runs. Is it is it that simple? Why is it? No, I mean, well, you got to look at the, there's a lot of stuff that's been, been put in play and players know that today. They buy into the fact it's like okay, when you're oh oh, I mean, look at the batting average throughout the league when it's oh oh one oh or even you know one one and then and then. Precipitately, the, the batting average goes down when it's 0-1, 0-2, 1-2. Historically, and especially today with, with the velocity coming at, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to ambush fastball and, and, and almost they call it crash hitting where you're just kind of swinging at a spot. Mm. So I see it. It's harder to hit today. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, if you can master that strike zone, you know, you can play for a long time. Yeah, it's it, it's difficult. I, I hear what you're saying. It's difficult to be patient when – pitchers are so good right in this game that a lot of times we you, you don't see innings like we saw tonight where where a pitcher a starting pitcher especially is imploding like that because major league pitching is so good it doesn't happen very often therefore equally right pitchers can't really afford to be patient because guys are going to figure it out they're going to throw strikes am i right yeah, that's right. I mean, if I was facing facing um, Burns or Woodruff, you know, you're you're gonna try and ambush because Woodruff is one of those guys. He's old school, big country. He's like, here's my fastball. He throws a ton of fastballs, and it's like, here, hit it. Uh, and then if you make an adjustment to him, then he'll change his his tune. But I mean, this is the same thing that we've been seeing for the Brewers for the last you know six weeks. I think um, Waka when he was when he was pitching in his last game, I think he had three straight walks, and tonight, you know, they had three straight walks. So, like you said, you know, no one's playing that hero role of trying to you know, maybe swing for the fences. Maybe sometimes Adamus gets that, but even he sometimes buys into it. So, I think it's just quality of bats, one through nine, and, and any good team that we've ever played against. And I was when I was playing, or any good team that I was on, you know, it's not just you know one, two, three, four guys that are doing it. It's, it's the whole lineup. We're chatting with former Milwaukee Brewer third baseman Jeff Cirillo on Brewers extra innings tonight. Bob Brainerd with you in for Dom. All right, you mentioned Brandon Woodruff. Let's dissect his start. It was solid, Jeff. Seven innings pitched, allowed just two base hits, no earned runs, walked just two, struck out six. Woodruff seems to be kind of kind of coming into the the, the Brandon Woodruff that that we know. He he seems to be getting more and more comfortable in his skin after sitting out for so long. I, I would say so. I, I think that the ZRA in August, I think he's four and one with like one six five. I think there was something on the on the TV that posted. Uh, this is this guy's been there before, right? I mean, he's a he's a number two starter on this team, a number one 
on other teams, right? And, and so, you know, the Brewers, when they make the playoffs, it's going to be a dangerous team. It's not one of those teams, you know, sure, the Braves have the offense, but, you know, we know that 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 pitching is what wins. Pitching and defense is what wins in the playoffs, and the, and the Brewers have a ton of pitching, and they have great defense. Have, when you've watched Woodruff since he's come back from the injury, Jeff, have, have you seen that where, where he has slowly turned back into himself? What have you seen mechanically that has impressed you since he has come back into the starting rotation? It's not a matter of that because mechanically, I mean, these guys are pretty sound as it is. You know, they have so much video that they can look at it and so much um, high tech video that they can see when they're a little bit off. Um, you know, there's a psychological effect when, when someone gets hurt, especially a pitcher. When they get hurt, you know, there, there's definitely a psychological effect. There's, there's getting over an injury and then there's psychological getting over it. And now he's trusting his stuff. And I think that some of his fastballs were up to like 98 tonight. And so, you know, it's, it looks to me like he is back in, 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 his, in his form. I would agree, Jeff. I, I think you know the the stuff is there, so we can all see that. And and you know the line that I just mentioned, the seven innings, only two base hits. So that's there. That's evident for Woody. But as you said too, the mental aspect of getting your mind back in, so your mind is comfortable as well. I think I see that in Woodruff as well. I think the mind is there where he feels one hundred percent upstairs, not just in the arm. That's exactly right. I remember uh, playing with Sheeter. Ben Sheets in in 06 and 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 he, he was kind of like you look on the gun and it still says 95 and I'm like man Ben you look like you're, you're you're fine he goes it just doesn't feel like it's coming out the same ah. and so so there there's the reading of 95 and then there's the finish with the with the confidence behind it that comes with that and so you're looking at a guy that's uh, letting it eat so to speak in the game of baseball and uh, you know he's just he's just trusting his stuff and he's just saying that my stuff's better than your 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 bat. He is Jeff Cirillo, former Brewer third baseman. I'm Bob Brainerd. This is just the beginning of Brewer's Extra Innings. It's brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only. Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC again. Talk and text line is open, Brewer fans, 855-616-1620. When we come back on Brewer's Extra Innings, more discussion about the NL Central and what lies ahead in the month of September. Welcome back to Brewer's Extra Innings. It's a Tuesday night, so Tom is off. I'm Bob Brainerd. I'm in along with Jeff Cirillo, former Milwaukee Brewers third baseman. This is Brewer's Extra Innings. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. And on the text line, Rillo, I think Aaron in Illinois is just going to, he's going to take the segment for us, but we'll, we'll see if you agree. Hey, Bob and Jeff, great game. Player of the game is definitely Woody. The difference-making moment was when he exited the bullpen and took the mound tonight. Nice to see the bottom four of the order getting it done. They had five hits and two walks. Also, chafing another good outing. Let's win the series with Freddie Peralta tomorrow. That's Aaron in Illinois. I would have to say Woody would be our player of the game, Jeff, as well, just because of, well, we, we talked about it. He's in the comfort zone. The mind and the arm are in tune. 
Yeah, it's one of those places too. Pittsburgh sometimes can be a trap, especially in September when they're not not doing as well. School's back in session. Uh, not a lot of atmosphere at the ballpark there tonight. So sometimes you go and you kind of sleepwalk through the first three innings. But Woodruff was one of those ones. He's like, nope. He's like, I got you. And he, and, uh, and then they, they pushed one one across and then he came back. In that next inning, I think he struck out two of the next three guys in that inning just to give him a great shutdown inning. And then they rolled in that in that fifth inning. Jeff, when, when teams are playing, and you know, take this back to your playing days as well, when teams are playing for something in the month of September, do they lean a little bit more on, not exclusively to carry the load, but are you looking for, for starting pitching like Woody gave them tonight, like Peralta has given them, like Burns has given them as well of late? Are teams looking for that kind of starts from anchors, from from starting pitchers who are veterans, are they kind of searching that out a little bit more to be tone setters because there is so much at stake? No, no, I, I don't really think so. I think it's one of those ones where where you, if you're if you're a position player or a player in in the in the game right now for the Brewers, uh, you just look at that and you just look when you come to the come to the field at two two thirty, and I'm sure Council's got his lineup up. By then, and and you know who's on the mound, and it kind of gives you a shot in the arm. So no, I don't think that that any pitcher puts any pressure. And you know they're all number ones. It's whoever's taking the mound that day. They're number one. You mentioned Ben Sheets, of course. You guys, you know, were on the same team. You were, you were teammates. He had to be Jeff, somebody that when you saw him on the mound, that just gave you a little extra bump in the belly. Any other guys that when when you showed up and and you looked at that lineup card and you said, oh, we've got a chance already because so and so's on the hill. Yeah, I, uh, the only problem with the, with Ben Sheets is like yes, we had Doug Davis, Ben who was a g- good pitcher too for us. But at the same time, uh, when Ben Sheets or like a CC Sabathia when he came through the door, you know that's kind of what you're looking at when you're looking at these these three pitchers and even Miley, right? I mean, Miley's one of those guys that I would love to play behind. You know, he's going to get it, he's going to go, he's not going to beat himself, and he's going to say here here it is, hit it. So. Uh, for me, it's like we, we used to always, if we were on a losing streak, you know, the manager would almost be guaranteed that we would have a manager's meeting when Ben Sheets took the ball, you know, with these guys, you know, <laughs> Craig Council going to take his pick. Yeah, he, yeah, he really can't it, because, as you mentioned, the, all those guys, they have all at one time or another this season, they have stepped up like Brandon Woodruff stepped up in the uh, second game of this three-game series in Pittsburgh. Chatting with Jeff Cirillo, former Milwaukee Brewer third baseman. He is joining me on Brewer's Extra Innings tonight. All right, the NL Central. uh, Updates for you. Uh, The Cubs have just come back to tie things up. Long way to go. Well, yeah, yeah, sort of. I mean, it's 6-6 now, Jeff. Bottom of the seventh inning at Wrigley Field. Cubs and Giants tied at six. The Reds came back to beat the Mariners 7-6, so they keep pace with Milwaukee, but the Cubs coming into the game tonight trailed Milwaukee by two and a half games. Is this, and this is a little tease for later on in our next segment, Jeff, but is this division going to be determined Final week of the season, or will there be some breathing room? What 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 say? What what does your gut say on how things are going to play out here? I, I just think that the Brewers' pitching is so good; they're just not going to they're not going to have sustained long losing streaks, right? Because there's just a, a dog on the mound every single day. Their bullpens had a little bit of hiccups, you know, but they've got a great closer in the back end. Um, but at the same time, it's just every day you go to the field, you know, you're not going to have long losing streaks. And of course, uh, for for the fans. I'll admit this, Jeff. So the other day, I'm I'm talking with you know a, a friend of mine, you know, big baseball fan, 
And I said, how does this go? You know, if the Brewers are in the the first run, you know, playing one of the wild card teams, how does this go? Is it the first two at home? And he, he reminded me because I forgot this. He says, oh, no. All three games, if you need three games, all three games of that, that first round playoff action is at one baseball field. So if the Brewers win the division, that is huge. And, and they have to play in the first round, which they probably will because Atlanta and, and the Dodgers are kind of, you know, they're they're looking at that, that first round bye. But Jeff, I mean, to have all three games if you need them at your ballpark and not have to travel, that is huge. That's a big carrot at the end of the stick to go and win this division, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And especially as well as the Brewers play you know, at home. It's just a rabid uh, fan base there. It gets loud. It's hard to win there. Um, but at the same time, I mean, look, I mean, the Mariners went on the road last year in the wild card and they, they swept the Toronto Blue Jays. So, I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're all good teams that meet in the playoffs. But, you know, the, that Brewers starting pitching, you know, I wouldn't bet against them. And, and that's another thing. And I mean, again, we've got the rest of this month to figure this out and then wherever the Brewers fall into place. But if you if you have a best of three series and it's all at home, okay, how how does Craig Council set up his pitching? And I'm going to go back to what you just said, Jeff. I don't think it really matters. I don't think you have to reconfigure your rotation and say, well, Burns has to go first, so we're going to start him on less rest than he's used to. You can really go with anybody in game one, two, and three the way the Brewers are pitching. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's a nice luxury to have. Uh, you know, even if they were to somehow lose that first game, you know, you still would feel confident that, that there's no way that, that there's a team pulling three games or two games out of here. But, you know, that would make for horse races, and that's why you play the games, I guess. But at the same time, you know, I mean, that's a long way to go, and uh, there's still a lot of baseball to be played. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and while we were talking, Jeff, the Cubs just took the lead in the bottom of the seventh inning, 7-6. Seven to six. Long way to go at that game at Wrigley Field between the Cubs and the Giants. So Jeff and I are going to agree with Aaron in Illinois. We are going to make Brandon Woodruff the Salvation Army player of the game tonight. Seven innings pitched. Two hits allowed, no earned runs, only two walks, six strikeouts for Woody in seven innings of work. It's brought to you by the Salvation Army Brewer fans. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations do make a difference. Visit them online at samilwaukee.org to help out today. When we come back on Brewer's Extra Innings, Jeff, do you like games? Do you like game shows, quiz shows, games? I love them. You do? Yes. You're in luck because when we come back, Jeff Cirillo is going to play the first ever edition of True or False. Brewers questions, Major League Baseball questions. Rillo gets put to the test when we return on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's not the price is right. Rest in peace, Bob Parker, 99 years old. Got to 99 without going over. How about that? Uh, Jeff Cirillo, former Brewer Third baseman joining me tonight on this Tuesday edition as the Brewers beat the Pittsburgh Pirates in Pennsylvania, 7-3, the final score. Uh, while we are commercial, Jeff, the Cubs. We, we started talking before the commercial. The Cubs were trailing. Then they tied it. Then they took the lead. Now they're up 10-6 to on the San Francisco Giants. So the Cubs going to make this interesting down the stretch, aren't they? 
Yes, they are. I've actually been watching this game, and, uh, and just <laughs> the Giants kind of self-imploded, and the guy hit a three-run bomb to center field, and, and he pimped it pretty good. So uh, you wouldn't have seen that back in the day, but uh, Morrell hit a, just a bomb for a home run. So, yeah. yeah, the Cubs aren't going anywhere either. Yeah, Chris Morrell, he, he's, he's had a few pimp moments already this season, but he, he got the job done. So the Cubs leading will keep you posted as well in that game down at Wrigley Field. Uh, on the north side of Chicago, 10-6 now over the Giants. All right, uh, Rillo said that he likes playing games, so it's time to play Baseball True or False with Jeff Cirillo. All right, I got 10 questions, Rillo, and you basically, <laughs> simple, you tell me true or false, okay? You ready? Yeah, we have, we, we have lovely parting gifts if you get enough correct. Um Number one, Jeff, true or false, the NL Central, and we just talked about this, but you can confirm, the NL Central will come down to the final weekend of the year. Brewers and Cubs at an American Family Field. True or false? No. False. Really? So so you're, you're thinking the Brewers and or the Cubs, somebody will have enough of a lead that it won't matter? The three-game series won't matter? I think the Brewers will have a comfortable lead. Okay. Okay, I'm marking all these down because we're going to revisit this, Jeff Cirillo. Okay, number two. <laughs> True or false, there is such a thing as a team that has your number. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. True, true. When you were with the Brewers, what team had your guy's number? Uh, there seemed to be a few, but the Houston Astros were pretty good. Yeah, okay, and, and why? I mean, could you guys put your finger on it? Like, like why was that? Um, I don't know. They were just a really good team, and they just had nine guys that weren't about, and, and then they got into our bullpen. Yep, that'll do it every time. All right, uh, number three, true or false, Bryce Terang will win a gold glove someday. Oh, true. True. Will it be this year, or do they not do that with rookies? Oh, that's a great question. You know, with all the analytics and stuff that they have, um, I think he deserves it, but um, that's I would say... False on the gold glove this year. Yeah, okay. Okay. But but at some point you're saying true, he will win one at some point in his career. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. That's a true with an absolutely next to it. All right, number four, true or false, Jeff. Major League Baseball will have robo umps within five years. True. True. Why why do you say true? Yeah. It's common. Uh, they wouldn't be they, they wouldn't be throwing it into triple A and, and having robo umpires and in AAA until they get it right, they're gonna they're gonna solve it, and it's gonna be here. All right, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's on the horizon. It's lurking in the weeds. It's going to happen soon. Question number five: True or false? The Pete Alonso trade will happen with the Brewers and Mets in the off season. True or false? False. False. You're not buying any of that, huh? Uh, I just I just don't think the Brewers are gonna give up on their farm system. They like to. Be sustainable for for years and years to come. Okay, well, gives us something to chew on in the winter. We we shall see. Question number six for Jeff Cirillo: True or false? Atlanta will win the World Series this year. Oh, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> chicken. False. Chicken. You're, you're going to say so. You're going to basically say false and just take the rest of the field, right? That's what you're. That's what you're doing here to me. I'm going to take the Brewers. We'll take the Brewers. There you go. There you go. Acceptable answer. Question number seven for Jeff Cirillo. True or false? Craig Council will manage Milwaukee next season. True. True. No question in your mind, right? You're not you're not buying all that no. off the field stuff? Okay. Question no. number eight. 
Jackson Cheerio, top prospect, Brewers, Major League Baseball. He will make his Major League debut in 2024. True or false? Absolutely true. Okay. Now, will it be in a in in a role a significant role, or it will be? Do you think it's like a cup of coffee? Like, all right, just get your your feet wet, kid. What what do you think? If you're saying true, what do you think? I think they'll bring him up in May, so he doesn't, uh, so they can snag a year from him an arbitration, and then he's going to be up there to play. Wow! All right, all right. We should. That, that, this is Rillo. This is why I'm writing this down because I got receipts. I got receipts for you, so I got your back, buddy. Question number nine for Jeff Cirillo: True or false? Ryan Braun will have his number eight retired by the Brewers. False. False. It, it's a. It's it's a. It's one that. You know, fans are pretty divided on. I mean, I've I've run this question by Brewer fans a lot, and some people say, "Oh yeah, for sure," and others say, "No, I don't think so." It just, you know, we know how many retired numbers are up there at American Family Field, and it's you got to do pretty special things, don't you, Rollo? Uh, I just think that there's 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 a cloud over that one. Ah, uh, the cloud. Yes. And that's what fans also say when I ask them the question is, the cloud. All right, question number 10, our final question for Jeff Cirillo. True or false, Major League Baseball will have a salary cap similar to the NBA, the NFL, within 10 years? False. Not going to happen? No. You, you just see the current system playing out, right? Uh, I just think that the team, the, the teams like the Red Sox and the Dodgers and, and the Yankees, you know, they bought these teams uh, All right. at the price they had. Very good, my friend. Well, I can't say if you did well or not because it's it's all arbitrary. But, again, I got the receipts. We can check your work here as we get through the rest of this season and for years to come. Heck, 10 years from now, Rilla will have you on the show. We can say, look, no salary cap. You were right. You, you, you called uh, it. I hope we're both doing that, yes. I I hope we are, too. He is Jeff Cirillo, former Milwaukee Brewer third baseman. My friend, always great chatting with you, especially after a victory, a 7-3 victory in Pittsburgh tonight. Thanks for joining me tonight on Brewers Extra Innings. God, great energy, Bob. Way better than Dom. Oh, yes. There's another receipt. Another receipt right, right there. Have a great week, Rillo. All right. Thanks, bud. Bye. This segment is brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. I love saying fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealth.com is where you find them on the web. When we come back on Brewers Extra Innings, we will hear from the skipper, Craig Council talks after the Brewers' 7-3 victory in Pittsburgh, PA. If you didn't hear, 7-3 was the final. Milwaukee over Pittsburgh tonight in Pittsburgh. They're going to play the rubber match, the final game of that three-game series tomorrow morning, Central Time, 11 a.m. is the pregame show. We'll get you all caught up with how that one shapes up a little bit later on in the show. But time now to hear from the Brewers' skipper, Craig Council. You heard Jeff Cirillo make his true-false connection that he said when I asked him the question, will Craig Council be back to manage the Brewers in Milwaukee next season? Jeff Cirillo said true. He thinks that somehow something will be worked out contractually 
and that Craig Council will want to be back, especially if he takes this team deep into the playoffs. We shall see. A lot of things have to shake out. But after the win tonight in Pittsburgh, Craig Council, a happy skipper. I mean, I, I thought it was a game where he got stronger as the game went on um, and then really got on, you know, kind of cruise control for him. Um, all, all, every pitch got working good. Fastball felt like it got better as the game went on. So uh, just, a, just a great outing. Does it seem like he really thrives in these late season type situations of the year? And yeah. Out? I mean, he thrives in a lot of you know every every time he's out there in my opinion but uh he he's you know like we said before the game we got woody in a good spot um i think he feels really good i think he's just he just keeps getting better really so he's uh well positioned to have a good uh month of september and hopefully beyond those fourth and fifth innings against jackson the pressure you were able to put on him with with the walks and kind of everything that happened yeah, I mean, look, he threw the ball really well um, the first time through the lineup. Um, and I thought Yelly's just at bat, just kind of grinding through an at bat and getting the walk and getting him in the stretch. And then he, he you know, he struggled in the stretch throwing strikes, really. Um, so we, we, that was important, really, just to get something going. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't cash in big there in that um, first time in the fourth inning, but, um, you know, we got some. Balls to fall in in the fifth, and I made it a big inning and, and went with some well hit balls too. Yeah, that fifth is kind of what we've been talking about in these you know, these big offensive games, right? It's like the balls in play, and then yeah, yeah. I mean, Bryce got a break, and, and Tyrone got a break, um, but we had some balls good there. Monty, uh, you know, smoked a ball that was a homer in most parks probably. Um, and Yelly hit a ball really good there, but we just we kind of kept moving the line, and guys kept getting on base and, and doing a nice job. He's uh, Andrew Monsteria, 12 for 34 over his past 34 bats. Um, what have you kind of seen that stood out to you about his offensive approach the last few series? Yeah, I mean, you know, Andrew's, you know, he's been been very consistent. I know he had a kind of a rough August, I guess, but uh, first part of August. Um, but he's a guy that with good strike zone discipline and puts the bat in the ball. Um, and he's just, uh, you know, give him enough chances and that the line drives are going to come, and he's, he's had a good in a good little stretch right now. Nice to see Sal drive the ball. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was big. You know, that's something that uh, a little bit of a dry spell from him for that, but he drove two balls really, really well tonight. Great to see. Andrew Chafin starting to look a little bit more yeah. like himself, better command. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just thinking about the game at that point and just um, wanting to keep, keep Andrew going right now. I think he's throwing the ball really well. Um, and so he's he's in a good spot, and like you said, I mean we need we're going to need in this stretch coming up here for the for the whole middle of September we're going to need you know for sure eight guys to be functional and then pitching well, and, and it looks like Andrews Andrews back to that. Was Devin one batter away from? Uh yeah yeah he would have had his next he would have next hitter suboptimal like hey get him up but for beginning yeah to, to I mean not have to bring him in yeah I mean he 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 probably just barely got the catcher down so no no harm there. In, in the eighth, um, there was maybe a spot that if Brian Anderson, who hasn't played in a couple of weeks, if he was going to get in the game, maybe that would would have been a spot for him. Um, just where on the priority list right now is getting him some at-bats, getting him some action? Um, I don't – I mean, the priority is to win games, and that, that kind of takes it – that's first. So, um, you know, Brian, Andrew's playing well. Um, 
you know, Brian's, I've talked to Brian a couple times, and I think he's done a good job of just trying to stay ready, and it's it's not easy. Um, but, you know, the priority is always going to be just to win the game, and, um, and that's not going to change. Yeah, I mean, that is Brewers manager Craig Council talking with the assembled press after the Brewers beat the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight on the road, 7-3. to three. Uh, A couple things to, to piggyback off of there. You heard him, the last question was about Brian Anderson, who has just kind of faded off the radar of late. And part of the reason, and this, this was earlier in the press conference, was Andrew Monasterio's stereo and what he has done. And he has been pretty productive lately. So he started off very well, comes back, and then kind of, you know, nose dives a little bit and you, and you start to think, oh, well, that was just, you know, that was fool's go and, and he's, he's regressing. He's kind of coming back down and we're going to see Brian Anderson once again once he's healthy. Well, that hasn't happened because Monasterio started to pick it up again after he had that little mini slump. And you heard that, that of late he's really been striking the ball well. So it's, a, it's the biggest reason that Craig Council continues to run him out there at third base. Is Anderson the better defender at third base? Absolutely. Stronger arm. One of the stronger arms on the team. One of the stronger arms in baseball at the hot corner. But the bat right now is keeping Andrew in and Brian Anderson on the bench for the Brewers. And you heard Craig Council talk about it there at the very end when it was addressed. He's talked to Anderson about it, but right now... The idea is to win as many ballgames as you can and to have the best lineup out there. And right now, the better lineup is to have Monasterio out there at third base, not Brian Anderson. Very interesting take there on both of those players, both of them third basemen for the Milwaukee Brewers. So that brings us to our Cedar Heating and Cooling, Who's Hot, Who's Cold segment. And right there, hot and cold, Craig Council is trying to figure out who can stay hot if somebody's cold just have them ready to go. But if the next guy comes in, he's got to be ready. He's got to get, get ready to get hot. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cedar Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Their sale is extended. You can get up to $1,000 off on a Dakin Furnace or AC unit through the end of the month. Financing is available. Schedule your appointment today at cedar.com. That's Cedar Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Score update. It is now 10 to 7 as the San Francisco Giants have runners at the corners and two outs. They've played at a run, so they're within three now. The way it's going down at Wrigley Field and that, that type of football score, who knows? Not going to be over for a while. But 10 7 as the Giants try to claw back in and make it a game once again, late stages, inning number eight at Wrigley Field. When we come back on Brewers Extra Innings, Bob Brainerd in for Dom. We will play back the highlights and get you ready for the rubber match of the Brewers and Pirates in Pittsburgh tomorrow morning. Coming. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get here, Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Bob Brainerd. All right, 7-3, Brewers on the winning side tonight in Pittsburgh. They snapped the two-game losing skid, and it all started in the fourth inning. Marcana grounded in a double play, but it brought in the first run of the game. That gave the Brewers a 1-0 lead in the top of the fourth, but it's the fifth inning we've been talking about all night long. Milwaukee played it six runs in the fifth inning, chased the Pittsburgh starting pitcher. It all started with, we talked about him earlier, Andrew Monasterio. 2-2. This is hit pretty well out to left center field. Palacios going back 
Onto the warning track at the wall. It's off the top of the wall in the notch in left center. Freelick is rounding third. He's going to score. Monasterio on his way to third. And he's in there standing up with an RBI triple. Andrew Monasterio continues to swing a hot stick for the Brewers. And he gets the job done. He drives in his 19th of the year. It's 2 to nothing, Milwaukee. Yeah, stay hot, young man. Brewers weren't done yet. That was just the first of six runs. Enter Bryce Terang. His turn. Jackson's pitch is tapped down in front of home plate. Monasterio breaking for home. Nobody will field it. And Bryce Terang with an RBI infield single. Three to nothing, Brewers. Christian Yelich. His turn follows to make it four zip. Jackson brings home the first pitch, and Yelich hits one in the air, deep left field. Palacios going back onto the warning track to make the catch. Tagging from third and headed home is Terang. It is four to nothing, Brewers. Brewers making good contact. Still not done yet. Former Pittsburgh Pirate Carlos Santana gets involved. He drives one out to deep center field. Sawinski back onto the warning track. Couple of steps in front of the wall. Oh, he dropped it. It sailed a little bit more on him and hits off the wall, stays in play, and another run is going to score as Tyrone Taylor will score from second, and into third goes Contreras, and standing at second with a double is Carlos Santana. So that's one trade piece the Brewers made, helping the cause there. The other one, Marcana, makes it a 7-0 Brewers lead in the fifth. The 2-2, and this is lined into left for a base hit. Contreras will trot home. Santana's going to be held at third. It was bobbled for a moment and left by Palacios. And now racing home is Santana. Canna's going to be caught between first and second and tagged out by Connor Joe. But two more runs come home on the play. And the Brewers continuing to capitalize. They lead it now 7-0 over Pittsburgh. Yeah, Canna out on the play, but the damage was done. Six-run, fifth inning. Brewers led it 7-0. More than enough for Brandon Woodruff, who went seven innings, gave up just two hits. Struck out six, walked only two. Looked like Milwaukee would get a shutout, but Connor Joe hit a three-run bomb in the bottom of the ninth inning to make it 7-3. Got a little interesting, a little dicey, but Craig Council went to the bullpen one more time to close it out. First pitch brought home, and it's a ground ball to short. Big hop for Adamas, flips it to second where Terang is covering, and this ball game is over. The Brewers take game two of this series by a final score of 7-3. And the Brewers win their 2,000th game as a member of the National League in the process. Ooh, didn't know that. 2,000 wins. Good job, Milwaukee Brewers. They go for a win number 2,001 in the NL circuit tomorrow morning. Rubber match of the matchup. Three-game matchup with the Pittsburgh Pirates. When we come back on Brewers Extra Innings, we'll get you set for tomorrow's matchup between the Brewers and the Buccos and much more to discuss because the Cubs and Giants are still going at it at Wrigley Field. Coming up, more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Well, you know, if the big voice guy said it, Matt, then it's got to be true. We we can't just cut it off right there. There's more Brewers Extra Innings. And and we're going to deliver it here to the top of the hour. That's That's the plan. Producer Matt, Bob Breeder with you in for Dom on this Tuesday night. Milwaukee over Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania tonight. 7-3 was the final score. We're going to keep you posted on the rest of the National League Central. Uh, can tell you that the Reds were winners tonight. They came back to win their ballgame against the Seattle Mariners. Final score was 7-3. They win in Cincinnati. The Cubs are in the top of the ninth inning leading, uh, I should say clinging. Even though it's 11-7, to they're clinging to an 11-7 
lead over the Giants in the top of the night. It's been crazy on the north side tonight. 11-7 Cubs leading by four, but it, it ain't over because the, it's gone back and forth all night long. So we'll keep you posted on that game as well. If the Cubs hang on and win that game, then the NL Central standings stay for the top three teams, stay exactly the same. The Brewers are going to have the two-and-a-half game lead on the Cubs, and they'll have the same lead on the Cincinnati Reds if all three teams and do win their games tonight. Looking ahead, tomorrow morning, you hear the guys constantly say tomorrow morning, it'll be a, a afternoon start, early afternoon start for them on the East Coast, but here in Milwaukee and Wisconsin, it'll be an 11 a.m. pregame start with an 11.35 a.m. game time in Pittsburgh. Rubber match between the Brewers and the Pittsburgh Pirates as Milwaukee continues to try to at least get some more breathing room in the NL Central race. Freddie Peralta will take the hill for Milwaukee. He's 11-8, 3.35 ERA. He's been really good of late. His strikeouts going into the game tomorrow morning, 187 strikeouts. That, ladies and gentlemen, is tied for sixth going into the action tonight in Major League Baseball. Tied for sixth most strikeouts in Major League Baseball, not just the National League side, but in Major League Baseball. He's got 187. He's easily, easily, barring any any injury, knock on wood, easily going to have well over 200 strikeouts this season. Freddie Peralta. And again, tied for six in Major League Baseball with that total. He has been terrific. So he will take the hill tomorrow trying to get the Brewers to nab the rubber match of this three-game series with the Pittsburgh Pirates in Pittsburgh. You heard the the guys on the postgame show say a couple times, Pittsburgh's starter is TBA. They're listing it as TBA, but the, the, the guys were guessing that it's going to be Mitch Keller, um, and they're not sure why the, the Pirates aren't announcing it unless that there's some nagging injury that the Pirates are monitoring. But if Mitch Keller is good to go, then Mitch Keller will probably get the baseball. He's an all-star He's their best pitcher, one of their best players on the Pittsburgh roster. So it could be a very low-scoring, stingy baseball game tomorrow in Pittsburgh if, indeed, it's Keller against Freddie Peralta. Again, 11 a.m. pregame here on 620 WTMJ and on the Brewer Radio Network, wherever you may dial it into. 11.35 a.m. is the first pitch from Pittsburgh. All right. Stalling, stalling, Matt, stalling because we're trying to get make sure that that game at Wrigley Field is final and it is no, it's eleven eight. See, this is why we're stalling. Solo it's eleven home eight. run by Wilmer Flores. Yeah, so, it ain't over till it's over, as Yogi says. And that's you're absolutely right. That's why we went in saying, all right, it's the top of the ninth, and the Cubs are clinging to a four run lead because it has evaporated back and forth. The Giants had the Cubs had the lead. Giants had it. Looked like they were going to take take it and run run away with it. It did not happen. The Cubs had a big inning. So now 11-8 to eight on the Flores home run. So now the Giants are within three. Still nobody out in the top of the ninth inning. So we will monitor that as well until it goes final. Okay. So producer Matt, he was looking in inquisitively as I was giving former Brewer third baseman Jeff Cirillo my game show called Baseball true or false. And so, Matt, I think you should have the floor here. You don't you don't have to play the cheesy game show music if you don't want to. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. But I, I I'm gonna give you these ten questions and see where you stand on these topics of Milwaukee Brewer baseball, major league baseball in general, okay? All right, here we go. 
Number one, true or false, Matt, the National League Central will come down to the final weekend. Now you heard now Jeff Cirillo said false. He thought that and he, and he said the Brewers. So this could go either way. Could be Brewers, could be Cubs, could be Reds. But somebody will have a comfortable enough lead. Let's just say Brewers and Cubs, okay, since they're playing the final weekend. Rillo says false, think, and he said the Brewers will have a big enough lead that the three games won't matter. What say you, true or false? I think the NL Central Championship is going to be won at American Family Field that final weekend, whether it's the Cubs, whether it's the Brewers. For all we know, the magic number for Milwaukee could be one entering that first game, and they win it, all said and done, and we're through. But I do think the championship is won at AmFam that weekend. So you're seeing, so, okay, you're going to say the Brewers... We'll have the dog pile. So you're saying that they will have a a lead less than four. Yes. Okay. Because if it's four or more, doesn't matter. If it's four, they're celebrating against St. Louis. Exactly. Exactly. Which wouldn't be a bad thing. Hey, get Adam Wainwright in his last major Ooh. league appearance, Ooh. potentially. The Cardinal way. Who knows? Yeah. All right. So you're saying true, that, that it, it will mean something, that final weekend series at AmFam Field. Okay. Um... Wait, no, you said, yeah, you said yep. true. Yep, true. You said true. You th- Okay, I got you. I got you. Jeff Cirillo said false. We'll see who is correct in about three weeks. Question number two, Brewers true or false? There is such a thing as a team that has your number. Now, you heard Jeff Cirillo said true, and he said the Houston Astros were a team that had the Brewers number back in the day. From be- You didn't play the game, neither did I, but just from an observation standpoint, do you think that there is such a thing where it's like, man, that team has our number. 100%. And like you said, I don't have quite as near the experience of Jeff Cirillo, but from my days in youth ball and just competing in general <laughs> uh, in uh, <laughs> athletic levels that are significantly less than Jeff Cirillo, uh, there are certain teams, certain players that you just can't figure out to beat no matter who they are. There were, I, I know, I, I should have like, uh, did an, an amendment to this and say, uh, do certain players have your number? Because oh, yeah. because we can, as Brewer fans, we can all rattle off the list of players who have just had Milwaukee's number over the years. It's it's like the guy comes up and you're like, oh my gosh, forget it. He's hitting a home run. I mean, it's just it, it's going to happen. Uh, Kirby Puckett was one. I mean, now, now Kirby terrorized a lot of people, but the Twins, the Twins in the American League day, that was somebody who had the Brewers number, and Kirby had a lot to do with that. All right, so you're saying true. You agree with Jeff Cirillo. Question three. Bryce Terang will win a gold glove someday with the Brewers. True or false? In his career, yes. And I honestly put a little bit more pressure on myself. I think he'll win it within the next couple of years, barring any unforeseen injury, because his glove is just immaculate there at second. Yeah, okay. I would agree, too. Uh, Question four for producer Matt. Major League Baseball will have robo-umpires within five years. True or false? I hope not, but they will. It's they're in AAA, and I think that eventually, with the way technology and new rules to try and speed up the game, what I hope it is, I hope it's a challenge system, just like we see with uh, with field calls. But I hope it's not an earpiece in the umpire, and then they get it from upstairs and point, call ball, call strike. Because then, what are they there for? Just policing? Yeah, maybe, probably. We sh- we shall see. Within five years. I, I got I to agree with you and Jeff Cirillo that if that's at the AAA level, you know, they're testing it on the mic. They're not going to test it and say, ah, no, that's not going to work. It's coming. It's lurking in the weeds. Question five for you, Matt. By the way, one out at Wrigley Field, uh, top of the ninth. Uh, the Cubs lead 11 to 8. Question five, Pete Alonzo, that trade will happen. 
between the Mets and Brewers in the offseason, true or false? That's false. Not Pete Alonso's not coming to Milwaukee, unfortunately. Sorry to ruin your, what day is it, Tuesday night with that news, but nah, he's not coming to Milwaukee. So don't get your polar bear jerseys. No. Nah. Hey, he'd be coming there. home in a way. He played for the Madison Mallards. That's so, right. Uh, yeah. He's familiar with Wisconsin. Yeah, sure is. Uh, question six for producer Matt. Atlanta will win the World Series. True or false? I think not. They have the most dominant team in baseball. They're super deep, but we saw what happened last year where it was a World Series that was entirely unexpected. You never know what you're going to see in postseason baseball. So I think Atlanta falls short. I don't know how far they go, but they don't win the Commissioner's Trophy. All right. We'll revisit as we get you know closer to October. Question number seven for producer Matt. Craig Council will manage in Milwaukee next season. True or false? I think Milwaukee has a new skipper next year. I don't know where Craig Council is going to be, but there's just so many things going on with him in terms of the age of his kids, in terms of what he wants to do, in terms of where he goes, if he goes elsewhere in Major League Baseball. Some people say New York. Some people say Boston. Who knows? Because it's also dependent on other managerial openings around Major League Baseball. Also, general managerial openings around the rest mm, of baseball, yeah. depending on where David Stearns may go if he does not stay here in Milwaukee. But that's a discussion for December. we still got a lot of baseball left uh, here in September and October. Final from Wrigley Field. It's a day it cross off final. the calendar in the National League Central. 11-8 to 8 is the final. Thank you, Producer Matt. Very good. So, the NL Central standings, ladies and gentlemen, stay exactly how they were between the top three teams. Brewers maintain their lead on the Cubs and the Reds, just as it was when the evening began. All right, question number eight. Uh, Jackson Cheerio, Brewers' top prospect, one of the top prospects in all of Major League Baseball, 19 years old. 19, look at the damage he's doing. Jackson Churio, he will make his Major League debut with the Brewers in 2024. True or false? That is true. I think he'll make his debut. It'll either be something similar to Sal Freelich, where they wait, and he comes up in, what was it, July to early August, or he comes up right around now just for a cup of coffee. It all depends on how they want to manage him, considering his young age. Yeah. You heard Jeff Cirillo, right? I mean, he, he, he agreed with you. He said true, but he was thinking they're going to buy some arbitration clock time yep. and bring him up in May. Uh, I don't see that don't early. Know. He's If he was 20 or 21 instead of 19, I could see them. They are going to hold off until at least that arbitration deadline oh, yeah, to where it rolls over. It, I don't see why they would bring him up out of camp. That just makes zero sense. But I think he gets his feet wet in AAA, so in Nashville, and then learns how to play in a bigger city like Nashville, gets some AAA reps against some big leaguers that are coming up, coming down. And then who knows? I said similar time to Freelich, but he's got the talent where it could be any time beyond that. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. You know, At some point, unless he's part of a blockbuster trade, but at some point the young man will put on a Milwaukee Brewer uniform. But when is that? What is the situation? How does he perform under the lights on the biggest stage? In all the world, we shall see. Time will tell, as they say. Question number nine for producer Matt. Ryan Braun will have his number eight retired by the Milwaukee Brewers. True or false? False. Ryan Braun will not have his jersey number in the rafters of American Family Field. He There's just the cloud, too much of a cloud. cloud. Yeah, I cloud. also think I've seen the numbers that are up there. I think he has the numbers to make the cut, but there's too much of a cloud the Brewers are doing really well right now that they might need to save some space up there for some more numbers. So I think that Braun gets another honor, but not his jersey retired. 
Okay. So like Wall of Fame thing? Yeah, something like that. that. Maybe something down the road. I mean, because keep in mind, McGuire still got honored by the Cardinals. Sosa was in contention before he had a falling out with Chicago. Right. Bonds, I wouldn't be surprised if he At stays some relevant point, in San Francisco. Yeah. So uh, teams open the door back up to players in similar circumstances to Ryan Braun, but not to the extent of a jersey retirement. When it comes to hitters, okay, of, of the numbers that are retired there, and, and you see them every time you come to American Family Field, Henry Aaron for what he did in Milwaukee, period, not just the Brewers because it was the tail end as a designated hitter, but what he did with the Braves and the Brewers. Obvious choice there. But the other two hitters, Paul Molitor, Robin Yount, the numbers, the careers speak for themselves. So, and then, and then you know, you slide over to, you know, Bud Selick has his number, of course, and Raleigh Fingers is, is honored, but that's the pitching side. That's the administrative side. When it comes to hitters, and I'm just going to slide Aaron off for different reasons. It's it's two guys, Matt, and so you have to be as special as Yount and as special as Molitor were, I think, to get your number retired. Either that or I think the easiest shortcut for someone with stats that don't meet the criteria individually, bring a ring back to Milwaukee. That would help, I, I yeah. think if the Brewers win a World Series with, I'm not saying this year, but if they win it with some guys who are on the team right now, I think if you put circumstance to it, Christian Yelich's number could be up there if he brings a ring back. I think that Devin Williams maybe could be up there if he gets a ring, mm-hmm. but that's a big if mm-hmm. and needs to have a ring on it. And and keep in mind, the guys uh, you know from, from the hitters that are up there, Yount and Molitor, long careers, uh, exactly. su- sustained careers. I think so, there needs to be a contract extension in there, too, from both those guys, and they might need to re- retire as a Milwaukee Brewer. We shall see. Time will tell with that question as well. And then question number 10, the final in our Brewers Baseball True and False question and answer session with producer Matt. Major League Baseball will have a salary cap within 10 years. So I said robo-umps within five. I'm asking you, do they have a salary cap within 10 years? So that would be 2033. Okay. Similar to what we see in the NBA, uh, the NFL, where if you go over the cap, you get penalized. But... Will there be a day when baseball finally says, you know what, the little guys can't sustain with how we have this structured? Will there be a salary cap similar to other major sports? I don't think there is. Commissioner Manfred just got an extension. I think everybody's from the same school of thought that he is. And I think baseball's working in a way where I think the only thing that may change in terms of salary administration is I'd like to see a combined entry system into the league which is where international and domestic players all come through the same system, just like we have in the NBA and every other league. But to answer your question about the salary cap, they're not changing on that because smaller market teams are going to get larger, such as the A's going to Vegas. Who knows what's happening mm-hmm. here in Milwaukee, but it's just not going to be necessary. All right. I got all, I got the receipts for producer Matt as well. Got Rillos, got producer Matt. We'll hit up Craig Kishan, hit up Augie when they're on the show as well. And then we'll end tonight with Aaron in Illinois again. He says, not that I get an answer. Well, you do. You could get an answer. But but he thinks it'll come down to the last weekend in Milwaukee. The season series between the Cubs and Brewers is tied at five each. So would be appropriate if it would. Got to have a lead of four or more for it to be irrelevant. I don't think it's going to be irrelevant either. I think it's going to come down to that final weekend, Matt, and someone, as you put it, is going to dogpile at American Family Field. Let's hope it's the Milwaukee Brewers. But for now... 
We sleep on the fact that the standings haven't changed in the NL Central. Milwaukee still has a two-and-a-half game lead over the Cubs, who won at Wrigley Field, over the Cincinnati Reds. They're up by five on them, I think. So, uh, But but the Reds came back to to win over Seattle tonight, 7-6. to six. So nothing changes. Brewers win 7-3 to three at Pittsburgh. Tomorrow they go for the series in the rubber match against the Pirates. Again, 11 a.m. pregame show. 11.35 is the first pitch from PNC Park in Pittsburgh, PA. For producer Matt and Jeff Cirillo, Bob Brainerd, thanks for joining us on Brewers Extra Innings.